This episode of Hotep's Been Told You is brought to you by Soul Deep Socks. Soul Deep Socks offer high-quality, soft footwear for men and women. Choose from over two different styles and designs. Be quick, because they're never restocked their socks. Once they're sold, they're gone. If you want to make sure you're not behind on the latest styles, join their Soul Club memberships, where you'll get two pairs of socks delivered to your doorstep every month. Use promo code HBTY at checkout for 10% off your order. Soul Deep Socks. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. How are you, sir? <laughs> I need that drop, 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 drop. Hotep Jesus, you need to admit that. Stop being racist. <laughs> New episodes every Thursday night. Hotep's been told you. What's good, people? <laughs> another Thursday night. Another episode of Hotep's Been Told You, episode 62. I am Hotep Jesus. I am Hotep, Uncle Hotep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> I'm Uncle Hotep. Hotep Jesus. We have a special guest, co-founder of Black Guns Matter, running for City Council of Philadelphia. Maj Toure. What's going on, Maj? What's up, man? How y'all feeling? I'm all right. <laughs> Life is good. I saw y'all had a shooter out there. I was like, I know Maj on the scene. I was up the street from my house. Was it? Yeah. Wow. So you know how, like, every time you bring people to the town, you go to, like, a, a certain spot. So I usually go watch the games and shit from, like, Max's, get a cheesesteak. Max's is right off of Broad and Airy. That shooting was on 15th. Broad Street is the equivalent of being like 14th Street. And the shooting was on 15th Street. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, some of my uh, League Moss, a friend of mine, you know, King Erna, those guys, that's that's their neighborhood too as well. Um, but Leak actually, the Philadelphia police actually had him on the, that was literally on his block. Mm. They had him and some, some of the other guys uh, handcuffed using them as shields as they were shooting back and forth. That part of the story never didn't get told. Wow. So people say, well, why were they frustrated at the police officers? Because you handcuffed six grown men and had them on the, you know, literally was telling them, we're going to use you with shields. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's my neighborhood. Uh, how have you guys ever been? <laughs> <laughs> See, these cops are crazy out here, man. Wow. Yeah, man. People I think mean, it's a joke. I think I think that some of those I'm gonna I'm say this. I try I try to not never make you know uh, well even saying never is a, a blanket statement. I try my best not to right, but I understand both sides. I got friends and family members that's law enforcement officers that literally are like, yo, I'm not I'm not chasing those tickets. I'm not doing none of that. I'm going to find dudes that's raping. I'm going to find dudes that's robbing, and I'm find dudes that's killing. I know those people exist in that uniform. However. When you run across, um, you know, when you don't have as many officers speaking up against negative officers or when you have officers that's doing that, you know, those guys, those guys going back to that shooting, they were shooting down. That was the wrong house. That was that wasn't even a house. You know what I'm saying? And so 
there's so many misconstruing uh, uh, stories and, and mess ups that the and, the, and if your, your your neighborhood is where a lot of the mess ups or the negativity happens, I can understand why people have uh, a negative outlook on a lot of law enforcement, you know, outside of the fact that, you know, they're uh, uh, enforcing very unconstitutional laws from the gate. You know what I'm saying? So even if I don't know you, if I don't know you as the officer, if, again, if I don't, you're not my friend or my family member that's law enforcement that I hear say, man, I'm not writing nobody no ticket. That's dumb. Like I've heard them say that and live it. So, but if you're not that person, I don't really know who you is. And if my experience is, you know, some of the negative guys in that uniform, you know, that's, that's a part of it. And, and some of it, man, some stereotypes, uh, stereo, all stereotypes are based in some sort of something, you know what I'm saying? It might be offensive, but you know, black people talk about chicken and don't, don't say we just like chicken, but you motherfuckers been running out getting Popeye's and Chick-fil-A all week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, same thing with the police. The people are saying, you know, like, fuck the police. So to the point where they're pulling somebody out of a house, you know, if you miss a story, you're missing context of what, you know, the, the law enforcement citizen interactions have been in that neighborhood, then you don't know. There's a reason why there's never been a song called Fuck the Firemen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's there. So, you know, the tensions were a little bit high, but uh, I think it's calming down a bit because I think even 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 some law enforcement is like, nah, this story don't make sense. I mean, y'all, y'all was supposed to. You're shooting them from the third floor down to the first floor, and these, these are these are friends that are law enforcement that's telling me this as it's happening. Mm. The officers are on the third floor shooting downstairs. If the story was you was walking in the spot and shots were fired, you don't go you don't go into a location when you're getting ambushed. You right. get back outside. Right. You know. So there's so many missing things and themes, um, even down to the, the one officer that was putting iodine on the officer that got hit. And a lot of people was like, yo, they pouring fake blood on them. I'm like, nah, that's iodine before it start leaking and stuff like that. So all of that thing put together could create chaos and, and, and a lack of confusion. But I think, I think, um, you know, we went there, you know, because the, the block was blocked off. I mean, like four or five blocks back. But we went there and communicated with the actual citizens, some 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 local uh, officials. They went and obviously tended to and spoke with the law enforcement officers that was at Temple University Hospital. But nobody talked to the community. Like you had people that couldn't leave their job, left their job, and couldn't get into their house for like the entire time of the standoff. And it would be, it would have been dope for you know some local public servants to just holler at them, you know, to say, "Yo, this is a fucked up situation." But you know, we here for you too, just like we here for them law enforcement officers. So for us, you know, Janine had a great idea of going down there. You know what I'm saying? And um, I kind of was like, man, you know damn well that whole spot going to be taped off. But um, we got there and we were able to, you know, really communicate with the community and um, make sure that we we gave them an understanding that this doesn't mean, you know, firearms ownership is bad, you know? And so that's really, you know, we, we've been dealing with some of the blowback on that as far as that. But, um, but overall, the community has received that, us engaging with the community very well. And... Um, you know, the streets is going to be the streets. So you're not going to really get them to talk too much if you're not kind of close to them. But uh, but other than that, I think things have somewhat normalized or what our definition of normal is nowadays. You said the cops was in the wrong house? Cops initially raided the wrong house. The dude that the, the cops raided the wrong house or they, they initially went to do it. And then they, they got a hunch and went over to the house where the brother was at. The unfortunate part for them was the dude that they're saying was the shooter is a federal informant. This, this whole situation is not right. 
It's not. Yeah. You know, what I'm the dude got a case in 08. He had multiple attempted homicide cases. Now, look, I might have an attempted homicide if somebody tried to do something to me. So I'm not judging him for, you know, but the reality is in my, in my neighborhood, if we get an attempted homicide that and if you know, that means that that's like a that's like a, that that ain't a strike. That means you, you, you your aim was off. That's what that means. In my neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So but if I get an attempt. You know, for defending a situation, anybody could fall under that category is what I'm saying there. But um, he had a case in 08. It got tossed out. They gave him, I did a post on it. They gave him this thing called, um, damn, I'll look it up. I forget the name of it. But basically it's saying his lawyers was like, look, we want his sentence to be reduced because he's given substantial assistance. So that was in 08. Now, that was when federal came in. And wipe, you know, clean that up a bit. He did like fit at most. He did like fifty-five months or something like that. But anyway, and a, a gang of that was on probation. Mm-hmm. In twenty ten, he catch another case. They was ready to hit him. Then the federal federality step in, and these the same federal agencies that were saying, "Oh, District Attorney Krasner is light on crime, light on crime." No, y'all stepped in as the federal agents and said, "Yo, we we got this one." They did that to him in two thousand and eight. They did that to him in two thousand and ten. They also did that to him uh, in 2016. They stepped in crazy, but in 2000, uh, early 2018, we can't find out exactly what, exactly what, how, to the extent that he um, cooperated. But be, and the reason for that is because 2008, this this um, sealed and expunged rule came into to effect in Pennsylvania. So in essence, we'll never know. You know what I'm okay. saying? But this is the guy that they say in that shot the six police officers. That they ran into the house, into the wrong house. Now, to me, it sounds like he was like, yo, I've been like skating on thin ice for a few times. Third, I've already used my third times a charm trick. So it is what it is. I'm not going. That's what that feels like to me. But saying this all to say, um, it was so many circumstances around that scenario. They literally were saying, like, homies was like, yo, it's Leak Moss. You know, it's, it's the rapper Leak Moss. Leak Moss is A.R. Ab's brother. A.R. Ab is in jail for a federal indictment for cocaine. So all of this is all happening around the same area, but yet and still none of the local elected officials decided to sit down and have a conversation or even reach out to anybody from the community. That's why we thought it was very important for us to be there. Mm. Mm. And and so you running for the city council now. Yeah, for shit like that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, what brought that about? You know, we hear a lot about people saying, hey, you got to be in touch with your local government. You know, now you're you're going out and you're taking the extra step. You know, you're running for city council. Right. What brought that about. Which what what clicked in your mind and say, hey, I can do this. It wasn't me. It was my partner. Um, you know, and talking about it, I'm usually more well versed on the issues than the politicians locally, at least. Uh, <laughs> some, some, you know what I mean? Some nationally. It's like, bro, I'll run rings around you and shit. You know what I mean? And but the thing was, I, we was focused on BGM and opening up the shop and all these different things. And I don't, um, I have the skill set of uh, self control in regards to not shooting somebody. Um, I don't, I, I have not developed the skill set to the same extent of the shit that people say to not smack somebody in the fucking mouth. So it wouldn't really be, you know, initially I was hesitant because it's like, People like in the gun community and the political community, they say things. I remember, I think it was a Cedric the Entertainer joke. 
Well, he was like, he was talking about how Obama, like his poise, like it would be certain things that people would say. And Cedric the Entertainer was like, he would be like, yo, you don't see him here with like my wife and family, like you saying, you know what I mean? And so I, I felt like that was somewhat true. But my partner was like, yo, you got to do it really because um, they don't really have nobody in their peer group that they feel like they got to listen to. And the information that they got is dumb. And me being kind of technically on the outside, that I see what they try to do with me, even with BGM. Even though I have a letter from um, Daryl Clark, who's the president of city council from a few years ago, saying the outstanding work that we're doing at Black Guns Matter for the city and so forth and so on. But they'll they'll try to they'll try to they're not not a negative way. They're just like, yo, you ain't in my peer group. That's just I'm not. You know, it's like now we might not talk to certain people. Like, you know, I, my man made a joke. He said, uh, he's a comedian uh, 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 that does uh, what's the name? Michael Malice, right? You did his show. Yeah, I just did his show. We was we was uh, he was in Philly, right? And he was like, yo, is you verified on Twitter? I'm like, nah, I never tried to do none of that shit. And we was driving and he was like, matter of fact, we was going to Max's, the cheesesteak spot. And he was like, damn, should I even be in this car with you? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's the same thing. Now, obviously he was joking, um, but at the end of the day, they they like, look, we city council people, men and women, you know, they don't have to listen to people that's not necessarily in their peer group. So the biggest thing for me to make them listen is to go take a seat. You know, and and I'm I kind of like uh, view it like um, like what uh, Russell Crowe's character and Gladiator was like he was gonna take over all of the Senate and like have all of the power and give all of the once he did it and got the bullshit out the way he was gonna give all of the people all of the power back to the people. That's really my thought process. There, I don't I don't want to do none of this shit. You know what I'm saying I want to like travel. I want to like open a fucking dispensary. You know what I mean, I want to like open a gun store and a gym, you know, I want to do that. But right now it's like, it doesn't make sense for me being the person that's in this position. It doesn't really make sense for me to um get everybody educated about this gun shit. Right. And then some fucking nerd ass politician just come through and make all of the work that we did like null and void. Cause they like, yeah, all semi-automatic guns are now gone. You know what I'm saying? So for, for from our perspective, it was just like, be the voice on the inside and a voice on the outside. And it's a personal test because I don't know what happened behind them doors. Something seems to happen all the fucking time with all of the people that go into that world, like Dan Crenshaw from Texas. He was super like pro-gun, 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 liberty, liberty, liberty. Now he's talking about the TAPS Act and the red flag laws. And it's like, what the fuck is happening in this room? You know, and so um, that's going to be the personal test. I don't know what's happening consistently in that room by doing... Uh, with BGM, I'm able to travel the world and educate people and hobnob with really rich and famous people. But at the same time, I get to fucking leave. I get to not have any of those obligations. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I don't know what's in that room, but it's definitely going to be a personal test. And we got I got a, I got a symbol for everybody to know that I've been compromised if I am compromised. Um, if I pop up with two like two Bentleys, like a black and white Bentley, <laughs> same car. <laughs> if they the same car, if it's the black and white Bentley Continental GT, I have been compromised. Don't fucking listen to me no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's over for me. Oh, find a man. new hero, fellas. <laughs> find a new, find a new leader. Right, it's over for me at that point. Then you'll know I found out what's in the fucking room back there. Yeah. And you this know is what, what we're doing there. 
Yo, you ever see this movie called uh, The Last Train? Nah, I never seen it. Uh -uh. It's, it's a horror movie with Bradley Cooper. That's the guy that was in. That's the dude from Philly that was in um, Hangover, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's a movie where he take this last train home, right? And somehow he like fall asleep or some shit. And at the end of the train route, he like he wakes up. And he at the end of the route. Oh, before he gets there, he sees this dude with like a hook, like the last person is on a caboose behind his jaw. He's just stabbed this motherfucker and kill him and gut him and shit mm. and take the train all the way to the last end. And so the guy sees him. He somehow get away, right? He come home. He tell his motherfucking girl and she like, the fuck is you talking about? And he obsessed now. He like, yo, I seen this shit. And he tried to tell like the cops and shit. And they like, what the fuck are you talking about? That train doesn't even go there. Like, so he, and he's like a camera dude, well, photographer. Photographer. Yeah, and so he like um he take his camera and he, he see the dude again and he try to follow him and all this other shit and he follow him to the end of the road and the bull see him so he dip out again and he get away again. So now the dude is on him, and when he on him, he find out where he live. But the dude don't talk. The crazy scary killer dude don't talk and shit. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He find the motherfucker and he take him and he cut his fuck. Spoiler alert. He cuts the motherfucker's tongue out, right? So, so he can't talk now. Bradley Cooper, meaning the killer, kills, chops him up. And he takes him to where he took the body at the end of the line. And it's these motherfucking alien-type motherfucking monsters mm -hmm. that need to eat flesh. Mm -hmm. And this dude's in the secret society that has to feed these motherfucking things. And whoever just happens to be the motherfucker this night on the last train... Look, we got this is the thing that's stopping these motherfuckers from coming underground and like eating all the humanity. Right. So as he as he does that and he shows them, he gives them like the Masonic, Masonic ring. Uh, duh. Obviously, of course, they're going to do the Mason thing. They give him the Masonic ring and now he cut his tongue out. Now he can't talk. Now he got to take his place as the dude on the last train, killing the last motherfucker every so often. Saying all of that to say, if I find out some shit like that on the other side, the way that y'all are let me know, uh, the way that I'm going to let y'all know is, again, I'm going to have a pepper, salt and pepper Bentley Continental GT. <laughs> you know what I'm it's something that it's like, look, y'all, I can't really tell you motherfuckers what it is, actually. It's some alien shit that I'm not even at liberty to say. Yeah. But, and to me, I feel like it got to be something that to that extent for motherfuckers to always switch up. Like, everybody always switch up. And so... I don't really know what's going on over there, but you know, I'm making a joke about it on one level, but on a different level, I think as a city council person, at least locally, we can be involved in in, in things that actually, you know, as uh, the fifth or sixth largest city, depending on where we fall in the census that year, um, we we can make an impact in a major, you know, in a, in a metropolis. And I just want to be one of the people in in, in, the, in the position to deny a lot of the bullshit that's getting presented to us. You know, we we our governor just presenting, uh, he's he's presented saying he's gonna do an executive action on gun control, meaning he's gonna bypass and ignore state constitution. He's gonna bypass, you know, uh, uh, all of his peers, and just do it. And so to me, it's like now nah, we got to show 
we got to showcase an understanding or uh, application of civics. And if I got to be the person to do it, fuck it, I'll do it. Hey, now you're in, you know, with Black Gun Matter, you're in like a culture that's really not, you know, there are black people that like guns and shoot, you know what I mean? Especially down South, you know what I mean? A lot, of, my brother has a lot of guns, but you're primary in a, in a culture, you know, that, you know, it's dominated by white folks, to be honest. Now you come out here, you get, you got your signature AR, you know what I mean? You got like Jordans, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, yo, that tripped me the hell out when I see that. <laughs> but how is it traversing in that, in that culture being where you're from? The rank and file want this. The rank and file whites want the shit. Okay. The poor motherfuckers, even, even, even if, even if it's for, even if it's for selfish reasons, they ain't, they ain't that dumb. They know they know how the crack got dropped off in the hood. They then they like Chappelle was saying, y'all see it in the opioid crisis. That ain't an accident, cuz. So it's like it's population control on different levels. So even if they got selfish reasons for wanting to uh, empower the Second Amendment, it's it's smart. So they like every day somebody every fucking day somebody says, man, I I, I wanted you know I'm not trying to sound offensive, but I wanted the black community to fucking arm strap up too, but they they not gonna listen to me. And even, and I think the vast majority of them are Patriot dudes. They got cultural differences. You know what I'm saying? But so the rank and file want this shit. It's, it's, it's them people that, them unseen hand motherfuckers that live somewhere in fucking France that we never hear of. They the individuals that like don't want that shit popping off. No different than, I'll give you a perfect example. When it's the rank and file, when it's a conversation, Charlemagne said, I want that dude. I want to have it. I got the tweet somewhere. I want to have that dude on the Breakfast Club after I did Van Lathan's show uh, over at TMZ building, right? All right. Then magically it stopped. <laughs> it was He was like, oh, that, he, he said it even on the Brilliant Idiots. Yeah, I saw that Van Lathan joint. It was crazy. I, I thought it was phenomenal. That's the word that he used. Then somebody tweeted him and was like, yeah, I would love to have him on. Radio silence. It's not necessarily some of this shit is above motherfuckers pay grade. You know what I'm saying? It's a bu- it's, it's it's people that you want. It's like the music industry, like artists complaining about the label. Vivendi is fucking France, bro. Like that's it. Like that's Seagram's money. Like you, like stop it. Like work on where you at. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I mean, not not stop it. Like stop working or exposing it. But don't bitch just bitch about it. So saying this to say, um, the the rank and file whites are in alignment with it. They, listen. They take that America shit to heart. Like they take they, they take the ideal, even if I can pick out where their fucking contradictions are because they never thought about it. They take that fucking ideal serious. I seen a I seen a Charlie Kirk clip today where he was chopping some ball up about America. He was like, "Yo, most of America's white, so it is ethno homogenous." And he was like, "Yeah, but the difference between the places that you name it, like Japan and China and all that other shit." America is based on an ideal. The people that were here first, that's why they could corporatize because it's an ideal. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not the hugest fan of Charlie or some of the stuff that he say, but I thought that was that 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 concept of that ideal was correct. And so I'm saying that to say the poor whites um have been have been fed a diet of civics and uh on a certain level, especially like the rural farm motherfuckers. They gotta like grow their cows. You know what I'm saying? They um they have an understanding that they like 
they get with they click in the concept of freedom. You know what I'm saying? They do have biases. We all do. Um, but when, when it's when it goes up the up the pyramid, that's when it gets scary. That's when it's like, oh, we we those people love my and taking the pictures with and having saying, yeah, black guns matter, right? But then when I be like, yo, why don't you sponsor a few of these cities because y'all got a hundred million dollars? Well, it's a lot of red tape involved, young brother. <laughs> Slow down there, buddy. <laughs> we all for freedom and all, but this isn't fucking North Philly. Like, hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and I get it, but that that actually neglect is our ally. I like that because all that means is we just got to get more and more to rank and file. And that's why when people be like, yo, white people love you too much. It's like, nah, regular hardworking people love what we're doing a lot. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm a, and and I'm stupid to not get the love when love is given. Like that's I'm not saying like like I trust these motherfuckers with my babies. Like, but who do you trust off top with your babies? Like, you know what right. I'm saying? So that's really how it's received. Um, and they and a lot of them know that they don't have the skill set or the 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 melanin content to actually get past leftist media and propaganda to try to come into our neighborhoods to really say it. They know that they like, bro. I could, I would if I could, but you and I both goddamn know they're gonna look at me like I'm a fucking cop. So it's not gonna work, you know. I, I always say you need both. You know, you need it's almost good cop, bad cop, because they'll tell you quick, like, oh, this is pseudoscience, this is hotel. But you got a white man in a lab suit walk in and say, Well, you know, he's actually <laughs> oh, so really? You know <laughs> oh, really? So you I guess you are kind of smart. Hotel, I guess you I guess you, look at you. Good for you. It's like, what the fuck, bro? I just said this whole shit to you the whole time. <laughs> you, need, you need both, man. Yeah. Because you know? we got to speak the language and the white man got to co-sign it. All he got to do is nod his head. <laughs> That's fucked up. The Matrix, man. And it's like, when I get to 100 million, if they don't come get me first, or if, if the black and white fucking Bentleys don't pop up first... <laughs> I get to 100 million. I want to make a small school. Like the location that we got right now is our campaign headquarters. It's just books in that joint. Just come in and let's have conversations. I'm saying it's it's gonna be emer it's emergency preparedness. It's it's a campaign headquarters, but the campaign is about freedom and, and, and protecting your rights and and being a solid citizen and, and and really like understanding the process. If it's corporate, all right, I want to know the rules of the corporate shit. It's I mean it's it's got a president, it's got a cabinet, which is a board of directors, it's got motherfucking investors, it's got the potential for hostile takeover. It's all of those different things. So it's like, all right, cool. If this is how this is structured, I want to play within the, the rules of the structure, but I'm going to max out. If the more you know the rules and the more prepared you are for the game and knowing more of the moves, the more you could like bend the matrix to your will type shit. So saying this to say, our campaign headquarters it's going to be where people could come learn because that going back to that, you know, you got to be in a space where the white dude got a nod. That ain't nothing but self-hate. I, I could I could beat that shit down. If you young, I could hit you with counter and a conspiracy to destroy black boys. And I could get that out of them from the gate. If you older and if you historical, I could hit you with the narrative of life and times of Frederick Douglass. You know what I'm saying? I could paint a picture for you based on historical, you know, uh, historical accuracies that'll change your perspective so you won't be looking for the dude in the white lab coat. You know what I'm saying? So that that ain't nothing. 
that ain't nothing but knowledge itself. I could break that with a couple of books. If I if I if I get your mind for if you give me if you give me like Frederick, a little bit of Frederick Douglass, a little bit of Harriet Tubman, some Malcolm on YouTube videos and a flat screen and a couple of books. And, and like I, I feed you a couple times, I'm good. I, 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 I <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the first process is is the knowledge itself, right? Then we don't need the white man in the lab coat, you know what I'm saying? But right. that's the whole thing. Is like we got to put them through a whole brainwashing cycle <laughs> just well, to put ourselves on the on the same level as the white man. Yeah, it's like it's like. But you know what though? Because we got so many. It's, it's almost like it ain't even just white folks no more. Like white folks is dumb as shit too now. Like they power corrupts absolutely. So now they, we got the self-hate thing, no doubt, because that was, it ain't even really self-hate. It's conditioning to be self-hating, right? But you leave motherfuckers alone for a little bit, they find their own equilibrium. And so it's like, I be looking at, the white bulls and they be falling for the same silly shit too. It just oh, don't had a racial. It, it don't had a racial like undertone to it. You know what I mean? Me and me and Janine was talking about one of my favorite shows is The Office and shit, right? And I watch The Office every fucking day. I'm on a plane, on the train, Green Eggs and Ham. I'm watching the fucking Office, and I noticed that. Now I'm not conditioned. My filtration system is thorough. I'm not conditioned by media no more. But in all of the office, there was never a successful melanated relationship. Never. Daryl was working was for a minute, was dealing with uh the Indian shit, Kelly. That didn't work out. They broke up. Ryan came back in the picture, broke that shit up. Um, uh, the, the relationship that Daryl wind up getting into Daryl's was the foreman of the, the warehouse. He winds up getting with his sister, but it didn't all the way work out neither. The sister that had the locks that came later on in the seasons, right? Yeah. But even that, that was, she wound up, she had a boyfriend first and Daryl kind of took her from him. <laughs> so they never, they never showed a fully functioning black relationship on the office. Even when Kelly was with the other Indian dude, melanated being, she left him to go back to the piece of shit white boy Ryan. <laughs> so I understand why motherfuckers get caught up in the matrix. It's, 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 even the people writing it is caught up in the matrix. And if you say it to them like, yo, do you notice that none of the characters on this show, when you say it that way, it's like, yo, you looking too deep. Nah, you looking too shallow, bro. And it's not calling out, right. or calling right. everything. It's just like, like, look at it though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? White people that wrote the shit. Matter of fact, Mindy Calling, who's Kelly, was the script editor on the show. You're saying? So it's like that that Matrix thought process, no, Michael Scott got married, the fucking most awkward dude ever. He got married. The whole world loved Jim and Pam from the very beginning. Even he waited and had respect for her relationship with the dude to fizzle out on his own before he really pushed <laughs> the thing. You know what I'm saying? So saying all of this to say that reconditioning is a good thing because the truth of what has been presented is something that we can show people in very practical terms. And if I'm wrong, 
call me out how I'm wrong. But in those spaces, it just gives us better and faster opportunities because everybody watches the fucking office, right? I'm mad as shit. It's going off of Netflix. I got to buy another motherfucking like streaming service. You know what I'm saying? And so saying this to say, um, it gives us opportunity. I don't really see problems. I only really see opportunities. You know what I'm saying? To like, to make your, your, your lower self rebuild back, like remember to remember, like your Godhead tell you what your low shit's supposed to do. But I be tricking motherfuckers because I be cussing a lot and motherfuckers don't think I got no motherfucking knowledge of self. And if I didn't have lots, motherfuckers wouldn't even. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Speaking of Netflix, you know, I'm sure you saw, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, and he had some choice things to say about, you know, guns. He says he hates guns, but he has guns. And <laughs> and he had, he offered some solution. Do you think he was helpful or hurtful to you know, uh, uh, the gun, the gun cause. He was tremendously helpful to it. I hate guns too. I'm not a gun dude. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I'm, let me say, I don't say I hate guns. Let me say it this way. I hate that we in a space where we haven't evolved to the point where, um, I think, I think this shit is like fucking, I think this is primitive. I think this is primitive. It's pieces of lead being thrown at fast speeds. It's did he freeze? Yeah, I think he I did. Hate, you, oh, you he did. I, I hate the fact that we are to that still at that level of primitive that we haven't evolved. I would love for it to be a utopia. I think yeah. that the human um humans can can evolve to that right you know what i'm saying so but at the same time i'm not i live in reality like i don't live in fucking la la land it's like motherfuckers the evil exists man and if, if you want to call it spiritual it's some evil shit out here and fuck that i'm gonna defend minds with good and positivity you know what i'm saying and that don't mean like love and like like fucking i'm gonna just like admit good aura like nah motherfucker stab you and your aura be bleeding out in the motherfucking street you know what i'm saying so it's like i agree with him there but i think his his position was very accurate the areas where i saw some inconsistencies there's one part of the, one of the jokes where he said um this is an election year and you know what we got to do we got to get serious everybody has to register i see how he pointed him this way but he had to use the word register to get the joke off that way because dave Chappelle is a genius level comedian it's very difficult for you to see his jokes coming you know what I'm saying? So he used that word, but I, I wrote a letter to him um, and a few publications have picked it up about some of the things that, that he said that I thought could be added on to. But overall, the fact that someone of that magnitude that commands $60 million from Netflix says, I am a black gun owner. Like we got, we got, I love Mario Lopez on extra. He's a fan of mine. He is a conservative. But he won't come out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not if he want to keep them checks rolling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for, for him to say that, I guess Dave is like, look, I already walked away from 50 million. I made 60 million. So what the fuck they gonna do? Make me walk? I already got this check cleared. What they gonna <laughs> like put me on timeout and then I come back and get 80 million? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I think he was very helpful. Um and I would love to have a sit down with him. It's a few people that I really, really want to sit down with, but 
I think there's there's powers that be that's that are closer to them than France unseen hand people that get in their ear before I could get to them. You know what I'm saying? Killer Mike was one of those. Killer Mike was supportive in the beginning. And then, you know, it, it just it went a different way. He just, you know what I mean? But it's cool. I ain't really tripping. You know what Killer Mike told me the last time I spoke to him? He said, Maj, I get way too many phone calls about you. <laughs> he, said, he said, being associated with you is like being associated with Tupac in the 90s. It is a fucking badge of honor. You know what I'm saying? But I under, and I'm not saying this to like attack Killer Michael, any of these people. I'm just saying I understand that it gotta make sense for them. And for Dave Chappelle, even with 60 million dollars, I'm pretty sure he don't got that shit in cash in the safe at his farm. You know what I'm saying? With digital, with digital, with, with access and shit like that, it's like, nah, man, I, I think he took a hell of a risk a lot of times in that special. And I think he's given the pushback not only for guns. That that special was like a a a, a fucking showcase of masculinity and objectivity. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. <laughs> so Word. Like, he like he's in the gym now. He lift weights. You know what I'm saying? We now know he's a gun owner. He's <laughs> like, fuck it. I smoke. That's it. I choose to smoke. This is cancer. I'm fully aware of this. This is fucking cancer. I choose to make a freedom move. And I'm gonna do this shit on stage in liberal ass Atlanta. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, so that's a net gain for us from Dave from Dave. I would love to sit down with him though, man, and just and just see how like I wonder, does his mind move the way that minds move? You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. I sometimes just be sitting still and just shit be popping up in my head. Like today, I'm like, yo, left media is actually calling Dave Chappelle a black white supremacist. <laughs> they are saying he's Clayton Bigsby. That's amazing. That's like, oh shit. Now in my mind, I would like to know like, does he shoot? Like, does he just own the guns? Does he want to train? Does he want to go somewhere and have some guns? Now that we talking about this shit, watch one of the corny motherfuckers that already took the contract that got the match in black and white Bentleys. Why they go try to holler at motherfucking Dave Chappelle and take him shoot? Watch. <laughs> you hit that on the head, though. Yeah, when I think it was. I, I think the masculinity. Yeah, like that's what we're talking about here. You know, a lot of a lot of dudes ain't man enough to to say, "I'm gonna say what I want to say," and. Whatever the consequences are, I'll deal with them because I'm not afraid. Right. Especially when it's thought out. Especially when it's... Because, okay. It's like I had a conversation about transgender. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to respect. I've been listening to Jordan Peterson a lot lately, right? I like Jordan Peterson like a motherfucker. And, you know, the whole thing with him was they was like... When he was... Canada was like, yo, it got to be a law now that you have to, like, call people by whatever pronouns they want to be fucking called by. All right, I'm going to do it because you want, you know what I mean? Like, my name, I wasn't born with the name Maj. I chose this identity for myself. My eye aligns justice. The ancient Egyptian goddess of truth, reciprocity, and balance. That's how you align justice, right? And I tied it in with the initials that my parents named me. Okay, that's me choosing the identity for myself. 
So if somebody came through calling me by my government, I would be like, nah, yo. I, so I get identifying as whatever the fuck you want to identify as. So when somebody, if they chromosomally, if they a dude, and if they want to identify as a fucking chick, what do you want to be called? Keith, you want to be Keisha now? Cool. Your name's Keisha. Cool. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. What I'm not going to do is act like genetically you're now a woman. Now, if you disagree with me, okay, X chromosome, Y chromosome, show me the other one. Show, show me the other one that I could be like, oh, all right, this scientifically makes sense. So if it's thought out and if it's a perspective, what the fuck is you scared of? Like what, what, what they going to do? Turn it like my grandma used to say, like what they going to turn into a monster and gobble you up? Like what? And if even if that happened, even if they turn into monsters and like tried to gobble me up, I got a gun. So what the fuck? It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? And I think we've we've um we've been like sleep at the wheel. Like we've been like on chills and shit. We're to the point where whether for and it's really our fault as men. Cause like it's not like we did it, but we allowed the bullshit. So it's like for you wanted some pussy, so you was like being more beta because she wanted somebody more sensitive. I mean, you did that shit because you wanted the pussy, but you did that shit. <laughs> As opposed to going like, nah, that ain't my twist. Like when I when I was uh hoeing, like I, I've been and very little sex for a very long time now. One, because I'm afraid. Um, the me too shit, and I again y'all know I got falsely accused of rape. That was the scariest fucking couple years of my life. And so um I used to start saying like, yo, is you trying to fuck? Like, is I, I like you, but are you trying to have sex? You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that we, if she say no, because she said that most women, even to a certain extent, you thinking that she don't want to fuck. She, a lot of women are like, yo, I just want to fuck this dude. Like, I don't really want to, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. we not even looking at it that way. So we, we acquiescing to some shit that it's like, it's not real. And then we allow the culture to fucking fester off that shit. So now Dave Chappelle is heralded because he like, yo, I'm going to just think out what I'm saying. I'm going to stand on what I'm saying. Matter of fact, I'm going to do another special kind of going even deeper into what I said on the other ones while y'all are mad. And I'm going to say, yo, the yo, it's cool. Like the transgenders hate me for this reason. And I'm a comedian. So it's like, the shit, the shit that he said, uh, <laughs> he said, yo, you gotta, you gotta understand that that's like a funny thing. If I was black on the outside and like on the, on the inside, I was Asian, like, you know, like a movie could be written off of that. Movies have been written off of them concepts. So that shit is funny. And me, I think I'm a, I'm a comedian kind of in my head. So I find the humor in a lot of shit. So it's like, I think he's heralded at this point because he took a stand, like you said, he took a stand against the, the marshmallowization of America. Like, yo, this is what I think. Like, it's like, you know how hard I got to go to like smoke a cigar? Like outside, like I can't, I was watching Mad Men. I'd never seen that show before last night. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers is lighting up right in the middle of the office building. And to me, I'm like, yo, I'll be at parks and parks. And people will be like, sir, can you put that out? I'm like, like, you do know like that the smoke will go up in the fucking air. Like, I'm not in the building. I'm not like- You sure they don't think it's a blunt? Huh? You sure they don't think it's a blunt? 
No, it be no. Here go the funny shit. I never get approached about putting it out when it's weed or when it's a cigar. It's like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> the smoke is no smoke. Smoke is not good for you. Weed is good for you. Smoke is not good for you. Smoke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think he just, he just overall, I know y'all asked me about was he good for the gun culture? Yes, short answer, but I think also he was very good for you see how many people are like up and saying, yo, yeah, that's that's how I fucking feel too. It's no different than the shit y'all get. Y'all say something and motherfuckers be like, yo, I was thinking that same exact motherfucking shit, but they just didn't have a heart. It's like whole said in the line. Um secretly though, I know you admire that. You wish you had the balls to fire back. <laughs> it's, it's the same concept. So yeah, I think he was overall good. He was good for the country with that shit, man. Yeah, indeed. I was the most important uh expose for culture in the past 10 years, just based upon the timing. Mm. Just based upon the timing. It was a very important piece of work that uh Dave put together. Yeah. Um it was it was perfect, man. It's perfect for the time. It was. I'm so glad he wasn't scared. He ain't fold. You seen the epilogue after the shit? Absolutely. When he told about the show, he was like, "Sir, I was raped." He was like, "Ma'am, <laughs> it's not your fault that you was raped. It's not <laughs> my motherfucking fault neither." <laughs> like. Come on, man. That's a certain level of, you know, who else is a comedian? He got a special coming out next month, too. Did I think fill that void a little bit, too? Bill Burr. Okay. Bill Burr, um, he has a joke where he said on one of his stand-ups, he said, uh, he said, why we can't question it? He's like, everybody's handling everything nowadays like they handle that Rihanna Chris Brown shit. He was like, okay, they was in a fight. How come we... We allowed to question him, but we not allowed to question like what her involvement in that shit was. He was like, "What if is it not is it not possible?" He was like, "She got that Caribbean shit going on, so she like spicy." He was like, "Is it possible that they was in this little ass Lamborghini, and they was having some epic end of the relationship argument?" And how we know she wasn't yelling up in his face like, "That's why I sell more albums than you, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> And he might, I'm not saying he, he was justified, but how we know she ain't hit him and so forth and so on. And he said, uh, he's like, when firemen come to a place, they don't just put the fire out and leave. They research, like, what started the fire? How can we learn from it so the shit don't happen to the next house? Whatever, whatever. You know, they, they don't just, like, leave. And the questions are the things that a lot of, in my understanding and what I'm seeing, a lot of people that happen to identify with the left, they don't want you to question. You know what I'm saying? And that, that Dave Chappelle shit was him just challenging and questioning your theories. You know what I mean? In a joking way. And he got he's it's beautiful because he could hide behind even I don't think he's saying them as jokes. He like George Carlin. It ain't really a joke. It's it's like we could find some humor in it because it's the lie that we've been hiding. You know what I mean? It's the it's the it's like the it's the lie you've been telling yourself. No, it's cool. I'm being masculine. Are you? Are you lying for pussy? Or is 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 pussy like your world? Because that's not the definition of masculinity either. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you have the means? Like, if they just like make a like motherfuckers was fighting over them chicken sandwiches. <laughs> it was a boondocks episode. <laughs> and it's like, have you have you evolved to a point that you're at least not doing that? And if you know you haven't, <laughs> you know, um, we can laugh because it's like, damn, I I kind of be on some bullshit sometimes, you know. Well, <laughs> I, I I I was lying for the pussy or whatever, and it's like, nah, man. I, I think I think that shit, man. That shit was that shit was in in the league of Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Patrice O'Neill shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I can't wait to have a conversation with him and just pick his brain, man. It's gonna happen. Watch is our show. Do we? There's a little rumor going around that Tyler Kweli and Dave Chappelle were sitting around listening to Hotel's Been Told You. Yeah. Well, if but dig this, if it's 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 done. If Talib is involved, it's over. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yo, oh, he's gonna, 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 he gonna be in Philly the, uh, next week too. Who? The Talib. Is he? Yeah, I'm gonna you... pop through it. Tell him I said what up. <laughs> I'm gonna pop through it. <laughs> Try to have a conversation with him. Nah, I'm fucking. I'm a leader. I ain't fucking with cuz. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> he gonna kick you out. He gonna have security remove your ass. I'm not gonna get in. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> hey, Maj, um, I, thanks for the interview, man. Greatly, great talk, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we had you brought. You brought came from everywhere. You even brought the office in here and everything. Um, yeah. where uh, tell the people uh, you know, the solution areas where to donate to you. Uh, tell me, bro, everybody to find you. So it's two ways where I can use everybody's help, man. I want to really get this city council seat. The election is November the 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Um, that's a V for Vendetta reference, if the people that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to support that, it's two ways. One, you can obviously donate. We The maximum individual contribution that someone can give is $6,000. Go to the website, Maj for Philly. M-A-J-F-O-R, Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. Donate. We got donations for 420 whether it's $4.20 or it's $420. Or you could get creative with it and donate $4,200 if that's what you want to do. Um, but we could obviously use the resources as well as um, we want people to volunteer to do, to be a, um, a uh, well, obviously you're a volunteer, but it's in the social media world. It's yo, we're gonna we send out email blasts on two Ray Tuesdays. Yo, this week, this is what we need y'all to do in social media world. You know what I mean? Get people to promote that way. So that's for the city council run. We could definitely use everybody's energy there. Separately, because I have to keep BGM and the uh city council run separately, campaign finance laws dictate. Um, we're trying to raise a million dollars. We raised about two hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Um, we're trying to we had made that goal of $200,000 a month or so back, but then everybody was like, nah, keep going. So we raised the goal to a million dollars. Um, we want to arm 1 million. We want 1 million rifles in the hood. Um, to give a bit of clarity on that and briefly, cities and locations that have more armed and trained people have less violent crimes, less rapes, less whatever, all of that shit. So why not? Why can't that be urban America? So we want to put a million rifles in the hood. Um, and in order to do that, um, we need resources for that. And as well as um, we want to franchise Black Guns Matter. We want chapters all over the country, 
or franchises. I'll say it that way. It's a better way of saying it. Um, we want to create jobs off of this. So this remaining little under $800,000 is going to go to all of the things involved in that, as well as the tour that we're doing, that we've been doing for the last two years of educating, informing, and training people in urban areas about firearm safety, conflict resolution, de-escalation. We need money for that shit. Like, that's just what it is. I don't trap no more. I have no more trap money left. That's not an option for me no more. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, if you want to donate to that, there is no maximum. If one of... Hey Dave, if you're watching this shit, if you got an extra eight hundred thousand dollars that you want to throw our way, um, GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. Um, you know we're very transparent. We use the money as we go along, so we didn't like wait until we got to the number to do the stuff. You know, and um, and outside of that, man, I just want to thank y'all for listening and 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 supporting. Hotep's been told you, man, because these motherfuckers right here have been sharing a lot of information with you. Fucking taking it for granted, motherfuckers, for a very, very long time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so just thank you, thank you all for you know supporting this channel for um, you know, not even just because I'm on it today, but you know, stay stay tuned in, donate, support these types of shows, man. You know, because this would acknowledge that this would we actually are the mainstream, you know what I'm saying? We just may not be on television as much, but the the, the information and the people and the thought process and the crypto and the fucking, you know, cultural, you know, and the humor and all of these things that these brothers are giving to y'all. Um, I, I want to make sure that y'all double down on y'all support for them as well, because this is how we get these these messages of, of, of nonconformity and free thought, you know what I mean? And independent, not, and not cliche, but really independent thinking and evaluating these types of brothers and sisters um, or how we get that, you know, to the rest of the world. So make sure you support that as well. And, th and that's pretty much it. Appreciate that, man. Thank you, yo. Kind words from the brother. Absolutely. Hey, y'all can't have rifles in, in y'all town in New York, right? But if y'all, I'll hook y'all up. If, when y'all come, uh, I got a solutionary rifles for y'all if y'all want to fuck with them. I, I, yeah, I need one. All right, I got y'all. That, no, that, that, that is, listen, that is like a humble, that is like a humble baller move. To be like, yo, you want a rifle? <laughs> I got guns. I want a gun. He's got rifles. <laughs> How you get this gun? My homie gave it to me. Right. <laughs> Mine gave it to me. Who mine? You know what I'm saying? Plug me with that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Get that nigga my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really appreciate y'all, man, for sure. Hell yeah, yo. Yeah, have a good one, man. All right, peace. I appreciate you. Yeah, that's the homie Maj, man. It's good people's right there. I got the super chats up. I got all of them. Um, John Lemley, $20, said, I'm walking back home from school right now, so I probably won't get, get to see much, if anything, live, but I'll definitely catch the replay. Shout out to Jim. John Lemley always holding us down. Uh, so. Drew Sample, 499, said, what's good, guys? Make the hood great again. Hell yeah. Shout out to Drew Sample, consistent supporter. 1999 from Jeffrey Hyman. Black Mountain Hotep. We got a Hotep in the building, $5. Shout out to the brother, Black Mountain Hotep. Uh, Tony Skittles, one euro. Appreciate you. We getting some of that euro money. Chad, 199. He said, Mom's going to show up with Starbucks if he's compromised. <laughs> <laughs>
Coffee and carnage, two dollars. He says it's not the white man, it's the white politician. Black Mountain Hotep, two dollars. He said Dave dropped that Hotep knowledge. We needed that. Yes, he did. Captain Jellico, five dollars. Keith Drummond, five dollars. Chappelle Burr O'Neill, the dude is legit. True indeed. Uh Chad 199. He said, I told y'all the show list was Mosh. <laughs> Just Judy 499. I appreciate. Always make me think, but they are funny too. Can't stop speaking the truth. Dance Mad Love. Appreciate y'all, y'all. I guess on to the big the big news of the week. Chappelle shook the universe, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle shook the universe. You know, everybody, yeah. I, I hope everybody has seen it. I hope everybody in the chat has seen it. If you haven't, you better after you get done watching Hotel's Been Told You, you better log on Netflix and watch Dave Chappelle. But like like Maj was saying, man, people were hyped up after that. They were like people got put put some hair on people. Hey, they put some hair on people's chest. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Shut up, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You wasn't about to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, yo, yo, isn't it crazy? He put the battery in people's backs, man. Put the batteries in their back, bro. Oh, you that's what I said. All you need is one. You only need one brave soul. They just gotta see somebody do it. That's why I refuse to compromise, yo. You don't got to, man. Somebody got to step up. So I, I started talking. I said, yo, these blue checks is kind of quiet on this Dave thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't see y'all complaining about this Dave special, huh? He got all oh, day got that power. <laughs> you know what I'm so then here come Ebro, eight minutes after my tweet. You had to get a chance to check out that Dave Chappelle. Yeah, you know who Tap Jesus pulled your card and now you want to try and act like. <laughs> <laughs> if you were really down, Ebro, you'd have seen it the night it came out. If you was really a brother, that's how we know you not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a Karen Civil, she just put sticks and stones, dot, dot, dot. That was her tweet. And they was quiet, though. Yeah, because you, they seen them hit pieces fail. You know, <laughs> a couple of people put them out there all. What, Vice came out? All oh, the Dave Chabot, it's not for you. People murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. Shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh wow, it must be good. <laughs> it must be good. Yo, these hit pieces coming out. Bruh. Had white conservative Twitter like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, this the best shit ever. I was like, yeah, I better watch this shit. Uh, they they put on. This was better than his last two. His last two, I was like, ah, you punked out, Dave. I ain't even going front. I know you watch Hotel's been told you. Those last two, I felt like you punked out. But Dan, did you come back hard and redeem yourself with this one? <laughs> it was real dark, unapologetic humor. I loved every minute, man. I mean, I was cold. Ryan, my stomach hurt. I was like, I gotta stop laughing. I might die tonight, yo. It was, <laughs> you had to grab your gut. I was crying, yo. Yo, you want to hear my hotel theory, man? What's that? Listen, 
the redacted, the Illuminati, the lizard men, they, they, yeah. they, you know, they wanted it to be politically correct, correctness, but yeah. they seen how it went too far in America and, and, and people weren't really vibing and it's going to, it was going to boil over. Yeah. So they wanted to control boil over, right? Yeah. Especially on the, on the particular, you know, I guess the, you know, the transgender issue, whatever. So yeah. they, They'll make the call to Dave <laughs> because they you you have to use comedy to break the ice. Yeah, get the nation talking about it. Yeah, they use Hollywood to mold. You know, it's a big thing. It's a really big because you have to look. Yeah. The last five years, how many people were making jokes about the alphabets? Nobody. Then since silence. They, were- <laughs> <laughs> they needed somebody to do it. Owen Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> now the floodgates is going to open. Watch. Watch. I mean, I get that theory. I'm going with the Dave watches Hotep's been told you. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, nah, if these niggas could do it, I could do it. <laughs> you know, for real, for real, people have been biting our stuff on the low, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like, yo, motherfucker. Dog, people sit around and wait for the Hotep take before they head to YouTube. <laughs> I'm telling you, all the influencers that are watching, watch Hotep's been told you every Thursday to see, all right, what... What's the play? Which way we go? <laughs> I definitely seen that a couple times, man. I definitely seen that. No bullshit. I'm not even one to brag on that shit. No, nah, for real. This is real life. We 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 set the tone. I would like to say on a lot of these takes and a lot of these events and how to react to them because the influence realized that they've been acting like fools. And we've made them look like fools. When you see the truth, it kind of make the grifters look funny in the light. So the grifters got to come to us to see, all right, what, what's going to keep me grounded? You know what I mean? So I think I think Dave watches Hotel's been told you, and that's why he was like, man, I want to be like these guys. <laughs> he did that in Atlanta, too. He dissed Jesse Smollett in Atlanta. Man. God, man. God damn Juicy smooth, yay. <laughs> Juicy smooth, yay. Sure. So that was, oh, I was a work of art. It was a work of art, man. It's a work of art. It was so important. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it again tonight. It's one of those things, you know, that match the hype. You you hear the people like, like I guess, like this Popeye's chicken sandwich. It must be matching the hype. But occasionally you have matching hypes, you know, and everybody, yeah. oh, this is great. I'm like, God, man, God, watch this joint. It, man, he, you know, that's the thing about Dave, you know, he and he's been at this point in his life before. You know, I remember, I met, this is what I meant to say. I've been, I was trying to, I was rehearsing some stuff I was I wanted to say on the podcast. I remember when his first show came out on Comedy Central, you know, I, I had to work, I was on the help desk then, so I had to go in the office. You know, I had to work with people a lot. Every time, every new episode, there's this white guy that would just, he would suck Dave Chappelle jokes down. He would come in the office, tell all the Dave Chappelle jokes, 
whole office laughing. I'm like, God damn, like, Dave is the fucking goat. Everybody fucked with him back then. Yeah. Everybody. You know, everybody loved him. You know, white, black, it doesn't matter. He brought everybody together. Yeah. He so sure. he, yo, he's the, the white man know that. I'm telling to the redacted know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they took notes from the first time. But, uh, I think they made a play. But I mean, but he could be watching Hotel Victoria. Uh, I, I, I still want to go back to the fact that blue check, black liberal Twitter was quiet. You didn't even see a lot of people say, I like it. <laughs> you didn't see them say, I watched it. They can't They can't say I like it because that's that will hurt their allies. Their allies will be like, oh, you better not say you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you go to the Viacom building, somebody comes to you like, did you watch Dave Chappelle last night? You'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> No, damn well you watched it. You was dying laughing. You came to work the next day like, nah, I missed it. Was it good? <laughs> I heard it was bad. I heard it was rude. <laughs> you gotta lie. Like, I know if I was still in corporate America, I'd be the dude in the in the corner mixing my coffee. When they talk about that, I'm like, let me get out the kitchen for the ass. <laughs> let me make my coffee. Don't ask me about so because I know you know who said you. So I'm like that chip on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get my ass out of here before I get fired for watching Dave Chappelle. But that's how you know how potent it was that it was silence, and that was beautiful, man. Shut the fuck up, exactly. <laughs> like he said. And then the part where they asked him about Trump. He said, "Man, Trump over there grabbing bitches by the by the bitches by the pussy." <laughs> what he say about Joe Biden? He said, "Africa." Oh, but he was real as hell about it. I'm yeah. like, that's the Dave I want to see, objective Dave, man, not that liberal Dave we saw last time. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. That was that was great. He 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 did he did it for the culture, man. Yeah. Yeah, Cass was great. Yo, you see this this shine Larry Johnson tweet today, man. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> My dog. Former roommate of one Sean Carter, aka Hova, aka Jay Z. Wait, what? Johnson. You don't remember they used to be roommates in New York? For real? Oh, come on. You ever like, heard those rumors? Oh, I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm not going to say it on here. But yeah, they used to. They um they split a penthouse. I think Larry oh, okay. used to the Jets. I think after he left Kansas City. Ah. Uh, where? Yeah, I might got that rumor because there was so many rumors floating. I might have forgot that one. Oh, I didn't want to touch it. But anyway, he goes on a Twitter tirade talking about the feminization of NFL football. And he really went oh tap one. He said the three point line. <laughs> they were saying the three point line makes you. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> bring that shit down here to the. Bring that shit to the hoop. <laughs> Go hard in the paint, Nick. This three point line bullshit. <laughs> bring your ass down here. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I remember on Undercover Brother, I think was it Undercover Brother? Yeah, he, he said, oh, the, the NBA put the, the, the three-point line in to keep the white man in the game. <laughs> <laughs> this even beats that. <laughs> Yo, this, I haven't heard, I haven't heard that theory of Hotep since the 80s. You know, I grew up Hotep. So like I heard all these theories like about sports and I haven't heard that three point line one in a really long time. And when I see his rant, I was like, I'm not touching this till the show tonight. <laughs> yo, we need a Hotep training facility, yo. Cause like, it's almost like you live underground right yeah. and you're living underground and you're watching what's going on above ground then you poke your head above ground and you start mouthing off but it's like you don't live in this world so now you about to get your head chopped off because you said the wrong thing <laughs> you know so but had he went to a hotel training facility and be like look you're right there's a certain way that we gotta <laughs> and, and not only did you right Nigga, you're late. <laughs> you're late. Like, we were supposed to fight this battle when Cats was saying uh, Black Lives Matter. Because Black Lives Matter brought this about. Right. But this is the last, the last stand for the for the front lines against LGBT was when Black Lives Matter came to head. So you late, Larry. Now we need welcome though. I'm glad you was you was he pulled a Dave move because he was brave to. Yo, what's up with this NFL effeminate? He used the word effeminate. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> but you know what? All the, you, If you listen to edit, people that watch the NFL, I hardly watch it. I might watch the Super Bowl and maybe a playoff game the last, like, three or four years. Yeah. I really watched since the Broncos won, since they played camp. But if you listen to people come, that watch the game, they'll say, Oh, uh, they're making the game pussy. Uh, the QB should be in a skirt. They will basically agree with what Larry Johnson said. Yeah, been saying that for years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> they're they're we're going they're going to ruin the game. You know, Larry just put some extra seasoning on it, like a black man will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough. He lid pop. Something happened. But his premise for the NFL was right. You know, and and about the NBA, you know what <clears throat> what I think he means he should have said is like, you know, they can change the culture of the game, and they can dictate how the players will look. You know, what I mean, of course you're going to be thin, and you got to shoot that outside shot. They can dictate what they want. They don't want big hokey players like they don't want people like Shaq out there and Patrick Ewing. They don't want them jokers out there no more, man. They want these thin players. They want they they want to. They want the NBA game to look a certain way, as aesthetic, so it sells. You know, what I mean, that's what that is, man. Yeah. You know, but he, like you said, he needed he need a hotel training camp because Larry, man, you you failed a couple courses. <laughs> <laughs> get to studying. You know, go where you can go in, get to studying. You come back out, you get a proper response to these jokes. It's like it's like you know when you do your one on one classes. Yeah. It's like he 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 did all his one on one classes. Now it's like all right, Hotep two hundred one, maneuvering <laughs> in the white man's world. <laughs> it's like he, he didn't go to none of them classes. He went straight to three hundred one, right? But 
that's what that's what happened with a lot of these hotels, man. They got they got 101 and 301 down pat. You know, they got knowledge itself, the world, da, 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 301 metaphysics. But 201 maneuvering in this white man's world, ooh, they be failing that class. <laughs> we got to train them. But it's all good because you got the passion. You know what I mean? Bring it over to the nation. Come on over to Hotep Nation, Larry. We're going to show you how to maneuver this thing. We're going to show you. We're going to give you a microphone. We're going to show you how to say what you said, but the right way. Because you're not wrong. You are absolutely right. They pussifying everything out here. <laughs> um, on a serious note, Paul Mooney, who's one of one of I, I always thought was one, it is one of the funniest people I ever heard. Yeah. Um, I always thought he's I thought he's hilarious. Um, has been accused of uh, molesting Richard Pryor Jr. Oh. Um, now people, there was a you know you know a couple of people jumped out there because you know a couple of people went wild with it and then tried to. It, it it's unclear. He he said it happened when he was a teenager, but some people were trying to put tie pedophilia and, and homo um sexual relations together, but that's not I what I was like was really wrong here. Like Mooney and Richard Pryor were friends. Mooney wrote for Richard Pryor on Saturday Night Live. You know, I'm sure they went over to Richard Pryor's house. Hey, man, let's work on something. Being around his family. How yep. do you, as a man, go be a befriend another man? Go hang around his family. And then whether he's the kid's adult or not, it's equal. I'm like, it's <coughs> how do you want to defile his family like that? That's the weirdest. I'm like that cocaine in the seventies must have been crazy because that's the wildest stuff I ever seen. I mean, I always looked at Paul Mooney as that type of dude that would do something like that. When I heard the news, I'm like, that sounds about right. Just his delivery on his jokes, mm -hmm. I always thought was a little like too like flamboyant, I guess, or effeminate. He always came off very feminine to me. Um, so I always looked at him as potential rapist. <laughs> so this news hasn't surprised me. <laughs> I always said, yo, what's, what's up with Paul Moon? I always said to people, yo, what's wrong? Isn't he weird? Yeah, I'll say that. I never got that from him. I only, you know, the only comedy I heard from him was really the Chappelle show when he was on there. And I thought that shit was hysterical. Yeah. Even his stand-ups. You know, I've watched his stand-ups before. I don't um, ever think I've seen his stand-up of him, though. He used to come on Comic View. Oh, okay. We used to watch BET Comic View back in the day. That was like the thing. And all the comics would come out. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Paul Mooney was also always that dude. I was just like, eh, next. <laughs> Really I was more like Martin, okay, Big Bernie, Bernie right. Mac, Chris Tucker, um, Shucky Ducky, some more. Shucky, I haven't heard that name in a while. Shucky Ducky, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was my move. Uh, Red, Red Fox, Red Grant, and Red Fox. You know, uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. I never had Paul Mooney in that class. 
Never did. I never liked Paul Mooney. Every once in a while, I'd be like, ah, oh, he made me laugh. You know, every comedian get lucky every once in a while. <laughs> but I don't know. His dry humor just wasn't for me. Okay. Yeah, so I like dry humor. He, he said, they said he rates him. I'm like, yep, I knew it. <laughs> Nasty ass. Um, you heard about Epstein, man. Two broken cameras? <laughs> Yo, white people ain't revolt yet? <laughs> this the laziest crop of white people that ever existed in history. Ancient Rome, y'all was ready to overthrow the throne. Britain, y'all ready to overthrow the throne. Y'all came here, y'all said, nah, we ain't paying no taxes. Y'all used to be so gangster. Now nah, y'all just let the redacted do whatever they want. <laughs> Come on, man. Two broken cameras. <laughs> That's bullshit, man. It was somebody out there that really believes it too. <laughs> See yeah. now, like now, I'm like, if they sabotage the cameras, like I, I don't want to hear people with when I because I'm still going with he's alive somewhere. In the island somewhere, like if they sabotage, they had access to sabotage the cameras in a federal prison. <laughs> I try to tell people, I'm like, did y'all read the stuff he was doing before? The deputies were just escorting him anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, like, why would he kill himself when he can say, like, listen, I got an easy deal last time. We just got to step it up a notch. They just got to break me out of jail. Call my buddies up. <laughs> my secret, my secret agent buddies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can get that done. Bang. Take the cameras out. We out. The, 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 the phone call didn't even go like that. You may tell you how the phone call went. He said, What am I still doing in this prison? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it started off. <laughs> what is this bureaucracy bullshit? <laughs> it's been a week already. I can't believe this. This is an atrocity. Like <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it, sir. We're working on it. The media is watching closely. We'll have you out. Give us another two weeks. We got to just plan this out. Patience, Jeffrey. Patience. We got you, PJ. We got to be patient. <laughs> we got to be patient. We have to do this right. It's a sensitive matter. We got to make it look good. I just... <laughs> That's how it went down. Yo, they ran out of chicken, man. Oh, Popeyes? Yeah. It's not even chicken. <laughs> they ran out of poultry batter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't run out of poultry batter. That's what they said. This is a marketing stunt. <laughs> this is a marketing stunt. Them supply lines. I told I, I tweeted that. I was like, it's a long war. You better watch your supply lines, Popeyes. Yes. <laughs> You put that sh you put that 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 good fried chicken to these shines, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, ran. they probably they probably didn't ship enough. They didn't ship enough. They didn't expect the shine to do this. <laughs> they didn't ship enough, so they ran out in the supply. They got poultry batter left. They got plenty of that. They just don't got it packed. 
packaged up, ready to go for it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah they got to take a couple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, y'all ran through the packs already. We just printed them up last week. <laughs> that blue magic is just <laughs> <work> flying out. <laughs> flying off the show. You serious? Damn. <laughs> it's not even chicken. It's not chicken, people. I seen Ice Bay. Ice Bay was like, I still haven't had the chicken sandwich yet from Popeyes. I wanted to DM her like, yo, don't eat that. <laughs> don't eat it. Please don't. Uh, Super Chat. Uh, Black Mountain Hotep. Epstein is in the Keys doing the safety dance. Um, John Jay, this is the laziest group of white people to ever exist in history. You're not wrong. They used the feminism as a weapon in a way that we could never expect it. Uh -huh. With oligarchy it was learned laziness. Uh, yeah. to, uh, knowledge. It's all them chicken sandwiches. Right. <laughs> Yo, Tulsi ain't making the next debate, man. Why? What happened? She didn't make the uh, the, the cut on the, the, the percentages. She don't got no swag, yo. She got everything but the swag. Yeah. If she would have, if she would have been the first president, it would have been great because we still would have had a first first lady. She'd have had a bad bitch in there too. I know she got good taste. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> You can't tell me she's not sitting in the LGBT car. No, no. Tulsi? Tulsi. She like women. Shit. Listen, they had to get on her. Listen, she was she was used to be against marriage. They you you forgot you didn't watch see you didn't watch the debates, man. See, she used to be against equality marriage. Uh -huh. Then they gave her some act right. <laughs> You better tell the line. <laughs> then when they asked her her first debate question, I swear to God, Tulsi used to be against equality marriage. What made you change? <laughs> <laughs> they made her bend the knee so goddamn fast. <laughs> Yo, but you got you to remember what Chappelle said. The L's don't get along with the G's. And the law is really for the G's and ain't really for the L's. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So she wasn't with it because she against the G's. She know that's a law for white men. That's not a law for women. It's a law for white men. She knew that. It's a law for white men to date black men and, and legally <laughs> marry. That's what that law was. It was the Ed Buck law. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but Tulsi, I'm telling you, she dipping in the kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> but she don't got enough swag to to be president. She doesn't have it. She's really boring to listen to and talk. She sounds like an android, yo. Yeah, and Biden's slipping back. He's falling back to the pack a little bit. Um, it looks like by I mean uh, Sanders and and Warren are look like they're going to catch up. I think Warren might be able to is going to be the one they 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 select. I think. I'm rooting for Kamala because she's hot. <laughs> there is no way they pick Kamala. I, I don't think they can finesse it enough to get Kamala up there. She don't got a they, chance. They she, can finesse the Warren. She ain't got a chance at her. But you know, they they might put Kamala on a VP ticket, man. 
Yeah. She loved locking nigg Negroes up, man. <laughs> they, they, there's a place for her in somebody's administration. <laughs> Believe you me, if you're deficient as locking up, when you lock up black people for not bringing the kids to school, the white man, the redacted, <laughs> I'm gonna love you. They're gonna find a place for her, man. But they're just they, they're throwing it away. They're not they're not serious about winning. They want Trump is gonna win the reelection, and uh, they're gonna regroup in 2024. Yeah, they don't. They don't got. They, they don't got a chance to hell. You see Trump packing out these stadiums. It's got to be intimidating to try to run against that. And you go. You try to go to one of these states, a state you're supposed to win. You'd be like, "Look, I'm here," and ten people show up. <laughs> they say Warren's getting in the thousands, man. Oh yeah. I, I yo around the corner from my house, some some girl got a uh, Elizabeth Warren's bumper sticker. Oh, That's wow. what you gotta go by. You gotta go by bumper stickers, man. I'm not messing with her. I got Marianne Williamson over her. <laughs> oh, she didn't make the debate. She didn't make the cut either. Nah, yeah, I don't think she would. So who's who's in it? Booker. Booker. Wait, it's it's Booker, Buttigieg, um, Bernie, Biden, Kamala, Klobach, um, Castro, um, Beto. Beto beat Tulsi. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm missing a couple. Who else am I missing? Um, you know where Tulsi messed up? Where? Coming at Trump. Oh, you think? Yeah, she shouldn't have came at Trump. She should have modeled her motherfucking business and kept doing what she's doing. Campaign on what you're going to campaign on. Stop trying to campaign on what everybody else can. Everybody else chose that road. It didn't work. <laughs> what about Yang Gang? Yo, Yang, Yang is the other one. So I, I'm missing one more. Yang's in. Yeah, Yang is in. Ew. Yang is. Y'all better watch out for Yang. Yang talking the redacted language. <laughs> I'm telling you, Yang wants to print money. He wants. He wants the treasury, the mint to print more dollar bills. And when they hear that, they like, yeah, we like that. The bankers love Yang because everything he says is for the oligarch. He said, oh, we should have a trickle up effect. I was like, a trickle up? So you want the money to go from the lower class to the upper class? Yeah, you you definitely speak in their language. <laughs> he's a horrible candidate. Yeah, People are like he's so smart. I'm like, no, he's not. He's a W two wage employee. What has he created other than this fake ass campaign? Nothing. Uh, I don't. I don't rate anybody that hasn't struggled to start their own thing. Yeah, I think they they, they might they'll think about it. But I think they they're just trying to float that idea out there so they could probably get it across a couple decades later, maybe. Um, Cause you know if you if you listen to Yang, he's real slick with it, man. Cause he, that's how he wants that. They want to use that UBI to get rid of like other other uh, stuff. Like they want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare and all that other stuff. But they want to use the UBI and stuff like that. Pretty soon they're gonna be like, well, you can have this thousand dollars, or you can you can get Social Security. What you want? You know what I mean? They're, that's they're gonna dope fiend people with this. Why would you give UBI to a class of people that line up outside Popeyes? That's what you're going to do. That money going to end up right back at Popeye's and chicken sandwiches is going to cost $35 by the time we done with UBI. 
<laughs> you think it was a chicken set uh, a shortage with with without the UBI? What if you had a thousand bucks a month? Man, that chicken be gone. <laughs> Popeyes, the lights would be off by six p.m. Popeyes, cool. just to fuck with people. They're like, they, them niggas gonna pay it. <laughs> Are you serious? That's why he said it's a trickle up effect because all the poor class can take that thousand dollars and give it right back to the oligarch. Yeah. Ain't nobody doing nothing responsible with that money. Everybody gonna be dead and dying. They're gonna be like, you know what? I don't need to go see the doctor. They got that new chicken sandwich coming out this week. I'm gonna go get that and die in my house. Forget med medical uh, uh, insurance. I, he makes me go, I'm sorry. He makes me, he just gets me my blood boiling and, and gets me ranting. Yeah. Oh, any, you got anything else, man? Um. Yes. I do have something else. Hold up. The woman out in Michigan that was racist. Yeah. She said she didn't want no black people in that town. No, she was fine with black couples, but she didn't want no black and white couples in her town. Oh, she didn't want she was oh, so she was against miscegenation. Yes. No mixed couples in her town. Hmm. Was she like the mayor or something like that? <laughs> I think she was just like city council or something like that. City council? Yeah. I think she needs a promotion. <laughs> I think she needs a promotion, man. That's that's the type of bravery we, we bravery we need in America. It's not the fact that I agree with her, because I don't agree with her. I think that people should be able to mingle based upon their race, however they see fit. But the fact that she was like, no, I don't want no mixed couples in my town. <laughs> you fucking exercise your goddamn rights, white lady. That's the shit I'm talking about. Stan, she got more guts than the white men in this nation. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's white men that feel that, but too scared to say it. Right? And the ones that do say ain't got two brains. And there's a lot of white men thinking, don't feel bad for saying it. We need that type of honesty in America. You know, we need freedom of association and we don't have freedom of association we don't have freedom to school kids at the schools we want them to go to right we need these freedoms so i just want to say you know shout out to that lady whoever she is you know she's not she's not racist she's not racist she's uh proud of her people <laughs> listen man Y'all see the, the white man that's to say though they they ain't race mixing. First, I want to call bullshit on that man. Just like the white man about to colonize Ilhan Omar right now, right? <laughs> white white man tried to pull that to the side. He said he's leaving his ginger. He had a ginger wife. He said, "I'm out of here. I got this Somalian queen. I'm a take that." <laughs> yeah, two hundred and twenty thousand, right? Woo! She paid a sock. Ilhan Omar, the congressman, allegedly paid two hundred and twenty thousand. What is it? When a male is the mistress? What is that? What is that? Is he the whoever she's having this affair with? This man she's having an affair with. 
She's yeah, the manufacturer on her, her, her campaign or something, right? She was he was working for her, right? He was working for her. I thought I thought he was employed by her her office. Oh, so he was getting a little reparations after hours. <laughs> I just like to say, uh, Ilhan Omar, if you're hiring, <laughs> I'm going to apply. <laughs> Yeah, she's sexy. You know? I don't know what she looked like. She, all I want to know is, they'll say, did he take the heat jab off? Oh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> did he get to take the heat jab off? Or did she keep it on? <laughs> I want to unravel that thing. <laughs> Yank it. Yeah. <laughs> I like Ilhan. Sorry, y'all. I got a crush on Ilhan. Has nothing to do with politics. <laughs> I just happen to like my melanated queens, and she kind of cute. You know what I mean? I know that hair probably touch her booty when she take that rap off. Um, but yeah, so she paid that white man two hundred twenty thousand. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's some expensive thing. <laughs> he beating that thing up too, boy. <laughs> Yeah, freedom of association, man. Freedom of association. I'm here for that. That's America. This is America I grew up with. Melinda says, uh, when and where is the HBTY conference? HBTY conference. So let's talk about that really fast because it's been on my mind. I've been very indecisive on it. What do y'all want to do? Like, do y'all want to do a weekend retreat at a snow lodge? Do you want to do Miami on the beach? I feel like Snow Lodge is like probably the best move because you know they could accommodate us as far as like space. Miami's kind of like you know you got the strip and it's you know where you kind of gonna do your thing, you know? Right. Um, you know what do y'all want to do? Let us know. What's the email address? Hotep's been told you at gmail.com. Otis been told you at gmail.com. Emails, tell us what you want to do. I want to do a weekend, you know, and have everybody fly out, stay in a little hotel, somewhere, a little lodge, and we drink hot cocoa and sit by the fire and tell each other lies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that's definitely something we need we need to do. Um but yeah. Yeah, man. What's the, chat, what's the chat saying about that? What's the is the chat feeling that? Hot toddies in the ski lounge, says Melinda Sisk. Yeah, hot toddy. That's what I'm talking about. You know, go outside for a little ganja break. Come back inside. You know, I think that's somebody says snow bunnies. See, Caesar, you done turned it into a whole different type. <laughs> We should invite Ice Bay as a um, special guest. <laughs> we don't need security, though. But I really want to do something nice like a weekend just so we avoid a lot of riffraff. I want my affluent folk to come out because when you come out, I'm going to be asking you to borrow some money <laughs> <laughs> to invest in some projects. So, you know, I want to do something real, real chic, real chic. Um, I spoke to my homie in the hood. We're looking to put together something with the children soon. 
doing a little event for the children in September. So look out for that. Maybe you guys can help contribute. We already got the budget for that. He's, he said he's going to take care of everything as far as money is concerned. So, you know, whatever support y'all want to support, we'll let y'all know about that. That's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I got. Hey, thanks, everybody, coming through. Appreciate Maj Torre for coming through. Um, appreciate everybody that donated. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter. Um, donate Patreon, PayPal, all that jazz. Coinbits app. Buy some T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Buy some damn T-shirts, man. All right, I'll see you next week, bro. All right, man. Peace. New episodes every Thursday night. Hotep's been told.